Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Breakfast special. Welcome to the Breakfast Show's Environment Special Climate Connections. Extreme heat and weather events are becoming the norm for populations worldwide. And increasingly, businesses are operating in a world where carbon dioxide levels are rising. With the effects of climate change rolling in at an unprecedented rate, sustainability reporting has become one of the key topics of discussion. ESG has since become a new buzzword for many companies as they start to focus efforts on environmental, social and governance aspects of the business. According to Ramki Ramakrishnan, Managing Director of Temanos APAC, a company that specializes in enterprise software for banks and financial services, environmental disclosures have picked up steam in recent years. If you look at the ESG space a couple of years back, for banks, it was just a tick in the box. But today, ESG has become extremely important for banks. It's a, it's a mandatory component for them when it comes to regulatory and central banks and things like that. Yeah. So the quality of the data is definitely improving. Uh, there are a lot of uh, third-party companies who are focusing on ESG data reporting, work very closely with governments, work with other initiatives uh, and private organizations, and ensure that they keep improving and getting better and better the quality of the data. So it's happening. It's definitely happening. And it's a question of time when we really put all the bucks together and make them real. To that end, Ramki says that Temenos is working extensively with a variety of partners, including technology providers like AWS and Microsoft, as well as their clients in the fintech space. Any successful ESG initiative will have to be a joint effort with a larger ecosystem. The technology that is needed for the right level of monitoring of data, the credibility involved in it and things like that is still building up. But I'm sure in the next couple of years' time, you are going to come to a situation and level where the, the output that you're going to get is, is definitely tangible, credible. Uh, one is have a very strong regulatory compliance team track organizations and ensure that they are following the rules that's been defined. Secondly, start sharing data across different companies, like the way you do in financial institutions, like the way you do in regulatory aspects. This needs to become the next essence in 2024 and going on. Start sharing data uh, and look at what's working, what's not working, how do we improvise on things, and definitely find more solutions. But how much of ESG do companies understand? What should they disclose and what should they not? How can they avoid greenwashing and on the flip side, green hushing? A lot of that is currently being debated as standards are often different across countries and regions. In response to that, founder and chief strategy officer of Handprint, Simon Sheilabake says, simplification could very well be one of the solutions to reconciling those differences. Companies, of course, need to figure out, okay, are we going to follow the standardized approach and that creates credibility and comparability? Or do we want to deviate from this and do something that is potentially easier, uh, less bureaucratic and maybe more aligned with their stage of development? And that's fine. But I think 
As we get towards more standardization, the, the norm in the industry, especially for large public companies, is going to be that you need to follow these approaches. And so we already see this now in sustainability reporting, that if you look at companies, let's say like a DDS or a CDL that are kind of very advanced in sustainability reporting, their reporting will reflect all of the main standards. So they will report according to GRI, but also recognize SASB, which is another standard that's very frequently used, and they will have the reporting according to the TCFD framework and the task force on uh, climate-related financial disclosures. And then they are starting work right now on TNFD, the task force on nature-related financial disclosures. And so we see this homogenization happening. And I think for large companies, we can expect this to continue. For smaller companies, of course, these very complex standards are hard to deal with. And so what we're doing right now in Singapore is also creating a somewhat simpler, more basic version of a standard on sustainable organizations that I think will be very useful for the SMEs that want to start reporting, that mainly operate in Singapore and that want to align with kind of government expectations. And then as they grow, they might eventually also kind of move into what will be ISSB or another standard. Uh, maybe in five years, it's going to be something else again. But thanks to the global uptick in efforts to motivate firms to take active action towards sustainable transition, Ramki, who has worked with partners across various regions, tells us that he's already noticing that developing countries are making positive headway. There's a company called Carbon AI, which we very, very closely work with. There are a few companies in uh, India. Uh, we're also working with a couple of companies in uh, East part of Africa. And, and the good part is all these companies really understand the importance. At the end of the day, it's about the priority list, but that's also hopefully changing. You'll be surprised to know that developing countries are actually focusing more trust on ESG initiatives because they, the mandate comes from the central bank and the governments. Yeah, so companies will have to take very, very seriously. Plus, they get benefited. So if your organization, which really focuses on ESGs and takes the right level of steps and credits, then the government is willing to reward you. And so it's two-way uh, dialogue that's currently happening, and we see things are happening over there. Another aspect that's often a challenge for companies is in identifying green projects to support. And that's where Handprint comes in. Handprint is continuously improving its capacity to scientifically curate the most impactful organizations in the world. And a big part of that is scientific work we are doing to identify what are both the social and the environmental needs that really matter to specific countries. So if we can make that information more accessible, then it becomes easier for companies to do two things. One is figuring out what is it that they really care about? Because for many companies, kind of finding the link between some kind of positive impact project and then their own purpose and what they want to be known for is already quite complex. But then even if they find that link or if they know this very well, then figuring out, okay, where in the world can I have the most impact is also quite complex because the dominant approach to sustainability has been for decades that companies should think globally about the problems that there are, but act locally. Whereas the dominant approach in regeneration, which is 
the field where Handprint is situated in, is really about thinking globally and acting globally, right? It makes a lot more sense to, let's say, plant trees in, in Myanmar or in Indonesia than it does to plant trees in France or in Spain for many reasons, but mainly because the trees you're going to plant in Southeast Asia or in Asia, as well as in many African countries, they're going to absorb more carbon, they're going to create much more social benefits, and they're going to be much more cost-effective. And so from a business perspective, all of those things make sense. If you really care about making an impact, then you should think about what is the impact return on investment Keeping in mind the complexities involved in each step of the journey towards creating more significant green impact, Simon says communication is as important as the right mindset and good quality data. It's much simpler for a company to say, oh, we are going to plant trees in this country than for a company to say, we're going to remove trees and we're going to remove shrubs. Uh, it doesn't sound as sexy, but from a climate and biodiversity perspective, that may actually be much more important. So our goal as an intermediary, as a knowledge expert, is really to give companies the right information so that they can make the right choices with complete confidence and then make sure that as and when the money flows towards those partners, that they have 100% transparency in terms of what happens with that money so that they can say, we've done this, we're very confident in the outcomes, and then we can communicate about this. And it's through that communication that they can, of course, start capturing the business value from it as well. That was Climate Connections on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.